everybody. Welcome to the Homeworkies podcast. We are really excited today to be starting our Thanksgiving coverage. It is going to be pretty crazy. I think we have six recaps scheduled over this 10-day period, which is kind of nuts, but we're really <laughs> looking forward to it. This is our first one uh, that we're talking about, the first two films of this Thanksgiving period. And uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I have with me another film critic. So exciting to have Alonzo Giraldi here. And thank you so much, Alonzo, for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes, it is a big week ahead. So let's... Uh... Yeah. Got to got to got to hit them as they come up. Yeah, get your uh, your green and red uh, Gatorade going strong. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this uh, this next period is going to be intense. But uh, it's been a bit since you were last on our podcast. So if, yeah, we have some new listeners. Why don't you introduce yourself uh, to to our listeners if if people sure. are new. Uh, well, um, I'm the film reviews editor at a website called The Wrap, um, and I host, wow, four podcasts now. Uh, uh, Linoleum Knife, we just celebrated our 10th anniversary it's, uh, that I do with my husband, Dave White, and then also Breakfast All Day, Who Shot Ya, and A Film and a Movie, which just started up this summer, and we just uh, had our 25th episode. Uh, and then for our purposes here, uh, I am the author of a book called um, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, which is a guide to holiday films and um it's pretty much focused mainly on theatrical movies i think there's a couple of made for tv movies from the 70s in there but uh don't i don't dig in too hard on uh, i hadn't really had my you know conversion moment yet mm -hmm. to the hallmark <laughs> movies but uh i'll be covering or not really me but i I'm, I'm collaborating with the host of deck the hallmark on their book uh which will be coming out in fall of 2021 that's really exciting. Yeah. How how long have you been actively watching these uh, Hallmark films? Uh, I want to say for about the last four or five years, probably. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, and I always tell the story. My, my friend William Bibiani, who you've had on the show, uh, you know, was, was in a car accident. And he, he janked up his knee, spent uh, all of November and December on the couch and just sort of got sucked into the Hallmark vortex and started describing these movies to me. And I thought, okay, this sounds bizarre. I got to check this out. And, uh, and suddenly I found myself uh, in there as well. So yeah, I, I would say probably starting about 2015, 2016. And then, you know, it just became a, this thing where like, you know, it, it is the, the Pokemon of holiday movies where you can't just watch one of them. You have to watch all of them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So how do you think that 2020 has stacked up in, in compared to these other years? That you've seen? I'll tell you, you can, you can tell the difference. Uh, there is something going on over there. I don't know if it is the fact that, that Crown Media got a new CEO this year and they're really trying to sort of actively uh, shake out some of the cobwebs. Um, I don't know if it's that, you know, you recently hosted a, a, a discussion with the uh, director and producer of, of Two Turtle Doves, which was my favorite movie from last year. And, and they talked about how because of the pandemic this year uh, and Hallmark deciding early on, like we're putting all of our eggs in the Christmas basket, like we're not going to work so much on like the summer movies and the fall movies. Like it's really, you know, Christmas is our priority. So maybe that meant some of these scripts went through a, a somewhat more arduous development process. Uh, I don't know what the what the cause is, but I know the effect has been 
the movies seem smarter this year. The movies uh, don't have the kind of contrived, oh, I overheard a conversation and that means we're going to break up, you know, stuff as much. And, and there hasn't been as, you know, uh, I, I, to the point where the, I think they're even kind of goofing on some of the tried and true cliches of these movies. Like, I think in uh, uh, Royal Holiday, where, you know, they have to move the location of the Christmas ball and somebody says, well, what about the barn? And somebody says, um, the space eaters, it would be a fire hazard, you know, like just stuff like that where it's like, oh, okay, somebody, these are, these are inside jokes about what we're expecting these movies to do. Um, so yeah, I, I think overall it's been a pretty good year. Uh, what we'll be talking about maybe reflects that less, but uh, generally speaking, I think so far 2020 is off on a good foot. What about you? I agree. I I don't know if it's just having those extra like two three months where uh, they there was that uncertainty, and so they're just working on scripts, working on scripts. Uh, I I don't know, uh, but uh, or just tough times bring out the best in people. I, <laughs> I I don't know, but I agree. I mean, honestly, there's there isn't any that I. I, I haven't found any of them to be unwatchable. Well, uh, and, and last year, I, yeah, well, I mean, but last year they started with one that, in my opinion, was pretty unwatchable with Merry oh, the, Christmas Match. This is true, yes. And that was <laughs> terrible. And and uh, so <laughs> usually they have one that I, as I joke on the podcast, takes me to a dark place that I hate. <laughs> we, and haven't I haven't had had, a, <laughs> we haven't had a cheerful Christmas yet this year. no. <laughs> We haven't had any like that. Uh, and, you know, like I famously really, really don't like the Finding Father movies. Uh, mm. uh, there's different ones that just aren't for me. Uh, and so far this year, I and I don't know if it's also because I'm just a softie this year and just <laughs> True, liking yeah. we're, we're, things. We're all in a vulnerable place. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. But I know I think you can you can point to, to things where you're like, okay, this this is not a thing that we would have seen in 2019. Like, mm-hmm. for example, the scene in the Christmas bow where there's the flashback to the grandmother with dementia who was sort oh. of brought out of her fugue state by hearing the granddaughter play the violin. Which is a, a an actual medical thing. There's a really great documentary about it called Alive Inside that's on Amazon Prime. Uh, but you know, like I think old Hallmark movies were like, oh mm, no, too sad, too illnessy. We're not going to do that. And and now they're they're open to to venturing out. And we're seeing it, you know, obviously in the in the diversity and the fact that we're getting interracial relationships. That you know, we've, tonight we have the we have a gay couple being prominently featured in Christmas House. But I think in in a lot in a lot more subtle ways, a lot more granular ways, these movies feel like, hey, you know, yes, we have a, a formula, and yes, people tune in because they they like the X, Y, and Z of these movies. But what if we, you know, tried to mix it up a little? What if we tried to be a little smarter? What if we tried to be a little, you know, let's challenge ourselves a little bit? And and for the most part, I think I, I feel like that's what I'm seeing in yeah. these years' films. Yeah, they're not like perfect movies by any means, but. I don't know if 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 the so far my least favorite is the uh, um, Christmas sh- chalet. Oh, okay. One. And it wasn't that bad. It yeah, was fine. It, it, it was it was very standard twenty nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, I, to be honest, I've been probably more disappointed with the Netflix lineup, and I they've been okay, mm-hmm. but maybe my expectations were just too high. Um, for some of them, like 
I don't know. I they just feel like for the most part their lineup has not been as good as I wanted it to be. Well, I know you and I disagree on holiday, but um, I you know yeah. I, I I really admire Jingle Jangle. I mean it's it, it's a it's mm-hmm. a it's a bit yeah. much, but you know like I, I give me a bit much over not enough any day. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean I gave it a fresh, so I mm-hmm. liked it. Sure. It just I was hoping to love it, and so again maybe my expectations were. Uh, it just the story was a little messy, but yeah, it's there, it's there, fun. There are whole chunks you could take out and not really affect the plot, I think. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I did I, I did just a looking at it, and and I thought the songs yeah. were, were were nice. And yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll be curious to see how the Netflix stuff plays out. I thought Princess Switch Two was fine. I thought the Christmas Drop was fine. I think we're still embargoed from talking about Dolly Parton, so we'll talk about Dolly Parton okay. later. Um, you know, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Uh, so, it, I mean, and it's just in, it's incredible uh, to that they have so many movies. I mean, between, it's just unbelievable to me that Lifetime and Hallmark, and, and it seems like Lifetime have more acquisitions yeah. uh, than Hallmark, but just the fact that they somehow managed to between the two of them make over 70 movies is just it's unbelievable no absolutely given the year that we had i really thought we were going to be getting a lot of like oh we're going to do this like a radio play or something they they found a way to like forge through and do their thing and it's like you know i think uh and certainly like it and it's not like everybody else has figured this out i mean every day i'm reading yeah. about oh you know this tv production shut down for two weeks because of you know positive testing yeah. and you know obviously shooting in canada is different than shooting in la because yeah, canada really got their act together in a better in a, in a, in a more yeah. way than we did when it comes to this stuff but yeah i mean there's really no nothing else on TV right now that I think has the track record where these guys are like, nope, business as usual. We are giving you a season, and they're yeah, they're doing it. figured it out. I mean, I think that we'll talk about it in in Nashville Christmas Carols. The first one that I think noticeably was affected by COVID in the most way so far mm-hmm. that I think because it was filmed in the states. That, you know, obviously things like the fact that they, the big finale is the rehearsal, that yeah. wouldn't be the case if without COVID. Yeah, definitely. Although that was a movie that clearly was already going to be leaning so much on green screen for the special effects that I think, you know, they, they were able to kind of squeeze that one by. You know, but like the, I'm already forgetting, what's the, the Lifetime one where you did the, 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 the Q&A with the director? Um, oh, uh, with a Twinkle All the Way? No, 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 yeah, or, for, for, or this for this year, the one because that, that was also shot in Nashville, and they 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 pulled it off pretty well. The one, oh, the yeah. the military one with Santa. oh oh yeah, oh Welcome Home Christmas. Yes, that one. Yeah, same director. Right, that's what I, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah. yeah, like that one was also shot in Tennessee, and you know, like I, I didn't see the seams. Like it, it felt like yeah. there were crowds, and there needed to be crowds. You know. Yeah, I liked that one. That one was pretty. Yeah, good. it was charming. Um. Uh, and there, there's one thing I was curious of your thoughts about. So it has been really nice having the escapism of these movies, mm-hmm. but also it's been a little bit hard because like some things like in uh, Christmas uh, um, Chalet that, that it's been a little bit hard for me sometimes to see things that were missing. Mm. I don't know if you felt any of that, like see the festivals, see people going out, see uh, the like 
the uh, the you know the concerts, the gatherings, other stuff like that. Um, so it's I felt like it's been sort of bittersweet. The I think the I really hadn't. I mean, I've been kind of half looking for that and sort of looking for like okay, where this normally would have been, you know. 25 people and now it's four i'd say the first time that's really come up for me really is and one of the ones we're going to talk about today with valise navidad uh it seemed like there were there were moments where i was like this seems really sparse (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i don't know it's just for uh it's just at the same time that it's escapism to see these things in uh uh in 2020 it's also kind of oh i miss that Oh, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think, again, you know, I think so much of what makes the Hallmark movies effective is, you know, I was sort of jokingly say it's like it's a delivery system for, you know, tree lightings and cookie cutting and all this kind of stuff that that people may or may not get to actually do, you know, in the season. And, And I think that's so much why these movies are about going home and being with your family. And I think they, that really rings a bell for, you know, uh, here's the thing. My, my, my husband's uh, mom had a a stroke years ago and and was in a nursing home for a long time. And I think of the Hallmark movies as kind of being peak nursing home television. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I think that they do, they do push a lot of buttons in that way. And so, yeah, in a year in which a lot of us are not going to get to spend the holidays with our family or, you know, do the kind of public celebrations that we might have in years past. I think it just, it, we feel it more that, that we're not doing it, you know, but I think that for a lot of audiences, they don't, they often don't get to do that. And so that's, that's a niche that these movies fill for them. That's true. Uh, I think that was, was hard in Chateau Christmas that, that seeing them play in this concert and I just missed the arts so much. I'm going to concerts so much. This is the first year that I won't go see Christmas Carol live and that is, I mean, my whole life, uh, mm. my whole adult life, I have right. seen Christmas Carol live. Uh, and I technically could see it, but I'm I'm not there yet. Going to theater <laughs> in the round, live theater in the round, that's for sure. No, but I uh, um, but I I don't know. I just it's uh, it's it's hard. It's it's hard for me. It is. And I think for me, it's been, honestly, I, I, I respect their decision to sort of pretend that this isn't happening in these movies because mm-hmm. in the, in the stuff that I've been taking in that, that does acknowledge it, like I I'm glad they're having that conversation, but at the same time, it it's a little, I get a little, you know, shaken by it. Like I, I, I feel like I'm one of the few people that watch that NBC series, um, uh, connecting that was on uh, it was like a seven episode oh. show and it's about a group of friends you know staying in touch with each other via zoom and it's all set yeah. during the pandemic like the beginning of each episode tells you exactly what day it is you know that we've been going through all this so far and there's a halloween episode where a character like has this speech about how like halloween means a lot to me we have these traditions we do them every year it's killing me that we can't do them and that yeah you know that none of you guys even put on a costume for the zoom call and and i felt it you know and i think that's just where we are this year so i think in the way that these movies always kind of encourage you to sort of go with the fantasy christmas that no one's having i mean like these people all somehow have jobs and yet have time for a million different you know uh events and stuff you know i I think this year more than ever we just have to kind of like go with it and, and 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 enjoy the fantasy 
Yeah, they did on Freeform. They did uh, Love in the Time of Corona. Right. Uh, which I actually liked. I, I When I heard about it, I was like, oh, that sounds so cringy. But <laughs> I, I thought it was, uh, I liked it. Um, and uh, again, I'm, I think I'm a softie this year when it comes to stuff like this. But um, Oh, I believe but... me, I have never cried at more TV commercials in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's talk about Nashville Christmas Carol. Is our first movie for okay. this weekend. Uh, so this uh, is a stars Jesse Schramm and Wes Brown mm-hmm. and a bunch of country music elites uh, with Winona Judd, Kix Brooks, Sarah Evans, uh, Raylene, and uh, and many more. Um, and uh, so the summary on this one is a television producer is forced to work with the man who broke her heart on a country music Christmas special while being interrupted by Christmas spirits determined for her to revisit her past. Uh, and so uh, we, you and I, we did a whole episode of the podcast a couple of years ago about uh, Christmas Carol and our favorite versions. Well, and in particularly about female uh, led versions of Christmas Carol. And, uh, and we talked about uh, the Hallmark version with Carrie Fisher. Right. It's Christmas Carol. And that's the, the, as far as I can remember, that's the last time that Hallmark did Christmas Carol. And I, it hadn't really, occurred to me that they hadn't done it in so long. That was 2012. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I, and I suspect that maybe part of that has to do with the idea of, and I think there's a, a flaw we're going to get into with this movie. Yeah. I, I think that, that, that for, for Hallmark, the thought of doing a Christmas Carol means, Oh, well, we have to create a Scrooge character and Scrooge characters are really awful. And that's not the vibe we're going for here. Uh, and I think that might have been why they shied away from it for a long time. And then I think now with this version, it, the night the idea was, well, what if we did a Christmas Carol? But Scrooge was not a terrible person, but just maybe could use some improvement in a few minor areas. Yeah, uh, it's it's really interesting because they they even not only is uh, she a not a Scrooge character, literally the Bob Cratchit type character in this version is begging to keep working for her <laughs> like, please. please don't make me go to law school yeah, I want to be consistent forever let, yeah let me work for you oh. uh it's <laughs> i guess overall what were your overall thoughts about this one? oh man this is this is my least favorite of the season oh, so far okay. yeah. i thought I, I just felt like this this movie hates women, for one thing. I mean, like, from the mom who abandons the family and is thus the fault of why the lead character is the way she is, to the fact that the lead character really doesn't do that much that's bad. I mean, like, we see her be charitable. We see her, in a lot of ways, she is a, a compassionate, very unscroogey person. She just can't forgive Wes Brown, who did kind of throw her under the bus, frankly. Uh-huh. Um and and so it just the whole thing felt so pointless. Like why? Like like if she, if you're gonna have dead people come back and show you your life and point out to you what you've done wrong, you need to have done more wrong, frankly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, you worked really hard. Yeah, exactly. It's just like so she's 
careerist and you know but still like you know gives gifts to orphans i'm like but oh yeah let's smack her down like, i don't i didn't get what I, th- this movie never explained its own existence to me i just i found it all kind of ridiculous and then you know along the way like yeah there are some there are some charming moments the music is all fine i think um you know, Winona Judd seems to be having a why Nona Judd, sorry, seems to be having a very good time. Um, but like, oh my God, Kimberly Williams Paisley should have known better than that like dime store sugar baker accent that she's doing. <laughs> like she's married to a country star. She knows this world and she is doing this like cartoony, like Blanche Dubois. I'm like, what are you even doing in that dress and with that accent? Stop. <laughs> I thought the dress was fine, but the, yeah, the accent was a little, a little much. I, I feel I didn't, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it, it, it was fun enough, but I do feel like it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, it, it, they had all the pieces to tell a, a traditional Christmas Carol story, and I don't understand why they didn't just do it. I, I, I it reminds me of I was talking to a writer a friend of ours and they she had pitched some idea to hallmark and uh where there was going to be i forget what it was exactly but she was told hallmark heroines are not allowed to do anything illegal ever (laughs) and um and yeah i mean and they can lie i guess about like a fake fiance or Mm. you know something like you occasionally have but that's about as sort of uh, about as deviant as they're going to get. Then, then don't do. Then don't do a Christmas Carol, or like give, make the male protagonist flawed and have the women fix him or something. But yeah, this just I I remember when they showed the clip of this even on the preview special, and it was just literally a clip of Jesse Stram being a good producer and like pointing things out and fixing something. And I'm like, wait, she's the Scrooge in this? Like, what does she do? What does she do that's so bad? I mean, compare her to Bill Murray and Scrooge, who is also playing a an awful TV person. Like, yeah, she caves on the let's take the candy billboard off the stage in two seconds. Like, if she's a really despicable, you know, like showbiz awful, you know, person, she would have really pushed for that, or like it would have been her idea, whatever. But no, it's it it, it this this movie can't commit to what it even is. Yeah, she, she as as mad as she gets, or as bad as she gets, is her getting frustrated about the cookies <laughs> and uh, and the the wet paint on and the. She, uh, and she even says, "I'm sorry" at the end of that one. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not a good tantrum if you say, "I'm sorry" at the end. <laughs> yeah, the whole point of this movie is about never letting about how she has decided she's not going to let her personal life get in the way of her business and it really she's just kind of not going to have a personal life yeah. and i mean if you compare it the i don't know if it was i think it was 2018 they had on lifetime they had a version of christmas carol oh right with tony, tony braxton, braxton which yeah, had yeah. its flaws but the one thing i lo- i really liked about that i thought it did really well was that they decided in that version to have a the ghost be her her like the reason why she'd become bitter was that her parents had 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 died in a horrible accident and she had just kind of closed off because of it and uh, and so the uh, the the ghosts were her 
her mother was the was the ghost and uh and i thought that was actually really effective and every time she saw her mother i i felt it you know that how you would feel if right. you'd lost somebody in that kind of trauma and then seeing your mother again that would be so uh, upsetting another, another moment that this movie kind of bobbles you know when she's mm-hmm. seeing herself as a child and the mother appears like that should be a gut punch yeah and it's just sort of like oh my mom <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it's more her seeing her young self uh, and and young Gavin yeah. than seeing her mom. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I hadn't really thought of that, but you're right that uh, the and the sort of the emotional moment is when she sees her, her the next year her sister mm. getting the dollhouse and her not getting really any Christmas presents, um, yeah. and that. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you think about this relationship between her and her sister? I, you know, that seemed. Uh, I, I. It was kind of one note. It was the I sacrificed everything so you could have a better life. But like, I bought the bond between them. The sort of oh, I'm the big sister. I get to tell you what to do. Like that. That actually was probably the most successful depiction of a relationship in the movie, and that it felt mm-hmm. genuine. You know. Um, but you know, and again, I, I think so much of this comes back to like let's demonize the mom for leaving. I, for one, would like to know maybe why she left. What was the dad like? You know, what, what was? Mm-hmm. There, there's got to be more to that. It just and and by skimming over it, and by making this whole movie about like let's teach Jesse Schramm's character a lesson about letting go of the past, whatever the, this is all about. It, it it just kind of felt like you know, women know your place and like you know. Be either if, if you're a mom, stay at home. And if you're a working woman, like defer to the man or forgive him when he like, you know, undercuts your career options. I don't know. It just it all all of that sat badly with me. But I did think I like the sister relationship. You know, again, the the, the sister having the secret boyfriend who is black is not something we would have seen on Hallmark 2019. That's yeah. definitely new and different. Um but, you know, it just even like the it drives me crazy when movies who are that are written and created by people in show business get show business stuff so wrong because they don't think audiences can handle it. Like the the record exec would not tell her to Christmas party. Oh, yeah, we're not using you. We're going with an, an established director. He would have strung her along, fobbed her off on an assistant, promised to have a meeting with her that never happened. Like, you don't just say at a party, oh, yeah, no, you're you're out of here. We're not using you. Beat it. Like, that just yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and as far as the, uh, I, I guess I've known so many people who have gone to law school just because mm-hmm. I was a political science major yeah. in college. and uh, And if you are not pretty committed to <laughs> going to law school and becoming a lawyer don't go to law school like, is that is a bad idea <laughs> i mean i was i was on twitter i was saying uh going to going to law school when you don't really want to is is another way of wasting lots of money i mean that is just a terrible choice <laughs> don't do it no question <laughs> because it's not like in the past where if you got a degree like that, there was a pretty like guaranteed career that right. you Waiting could have. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. Now there's a lot of, of uh, law degree, law graduates that are working at Target. And, <laughs> and think, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I mean, just to pay their sure. student loans. Uh, I, don't know if you ever, I don't know if you ever saw the don't go to law school number from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but uh, oh, yeah. it contains a great deal of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't go to law school unless you want to go to law school, then go for it. But, uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I would stay being the assistant too, rather than... <laughs> Uh, I, I, will, but, I will. I will give National Christmas Carol this. Like they, they really are. They were really trying to be ambitious with the special effects, and they were not terrible. Um, the, the 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 transitions from place to yeah. place and that kind of thing. Well, I I thought that that all of the country music stars were super charming, and they all came and brought it. And I don't know. I really enjoyed Kix Brooks. He. He uh, almost made me forget Home by Spring, which took <laughs> our place. One of the worst Hallmark movies I've ever seen. Uh, uh, I joked that that's a Hallmark's version of Get Out. <laughs> so much. Uh, He's, yeah, he was pretty hammy, but I mean, like, you know, that that's what you hire that guy to yeah. do in that role. So, you know, yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> are you, a, would you say that you are a country music fan or no, not so much? Not, not so much. I mean, I, I went to college in Nashville and, and I definitely like, there's a, there's a period that I know pretty well, like the whole sort of like new traditionalist Dwight Yoakam, like early Katie Lang period that, you know, I was kind of paying attention to it, but you know, I, I like I said, I, I, I know the name Sarah Evans. I didn't really know her work before this. And, and I, you know, her, her stuff was fine. I liked the original Christmas song that begins and ends the film. Um, the, 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 the karaoke of, uh, most wonderful time of the year was, was fine. Um, you know, yeah, I, 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 and again, I think I think Winona Judd's maybe the best thing in this movie. So you know, they're 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 they 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 use that aspect of it pretty well. And uh, I can say this as somebody who has lived in Nashville, it never snows in December. Oh yeah, yeah, January, yeah. February, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that you were talking about Feliz Navidad, and uh, it was funny because I. Uh, I was like, "Oh, that's so nice." They didn't even they didn't even worry about fake snow in this movie. Uh-oh. And then, oh my gosh, <laughs> I was like, Yikes. "I spoke too soon." Yep. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah. And uh, one thing I thought was interesting about this version of Christmas Carol is that I can't think of any other one where it flows from the fantasies to the real life so so quickly like most of the time it's like oh he's got to wake up and then maybe you'll have some things and then he'll have the second yeah that's spirit. true but this was like in and out in and out sometimes within a conversation yeah they, they that is actually a new twist you're right i haven't really seen that before in another version where where yes it is christmas present and thus it is happening all around you so now we're going to hop from this place to that place and so you're right that that is actually uh it was a challenge and they 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 they, they shook it up but to have no christmas future is like that's then why yeah. are we even here? <laughs> I mean, and famously, the Carrie Fisher version has only her. She's yes. the only ghost. <laughs> just, just discount Afterlife on that movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, the... We can have four Canadian ghosts or we can have Carrie Fisher. Take your pick. <laughs> uh, and I thought there were actually some nice moments in the script. 
Like mm-hmm. uh, I like to win. Why Nona says I'm more studied on yesterdays than tomorrow's, mm. or I can't remember if it's kicks or why Nona. Any one of them said that, and I also liked uh, the. There, I felt I thought there was maybe like a wink to 2020 when uh, she uh, she says uh, I kind of want to hug you or something. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, kind of like, I kind of like that. And uh, Winona says, humans got more hearts than sense. Mm. And basically, Winona's kind of big Jacob Marley problem was just that she worked hard. That was the main, this is the bad, this is the bad man of business. Yes. <laughs> just in the sense of over, like working too hard and not forgetting to fall in love. Which, yeah, which is, a, is an ongoing thing in, in movies <laughs> that makes me crazy. Um like there are so many movies that are probably made by, you know, or, or greenlit by studio executives who spend a lot of time at the office uh, that are about parents realizing that they're not, you know, going to all their kids little league games because they're spending too much time at work. And isn't that terrible and learning to, you know, they're going to do better. And it's like, what economy are we living in now? Like everybody has two jobs at least, yeah. you know, especially <laughs> if you have like kids to feed. And so like, and then we're going to, on the rare occasion, the parents get to go to the movies, they get a film that shames them for not going to more little league games because they're spending time at the office. Yeah. They're spending time at the office so that, that kid can have a bat, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm going to get visited by three spirits yes. by watching <laughs> just, I mean, watching all these Hallmark movies for my job. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, all of us are doing whatever we can right now to, to, I mean, if we're lucky, if we do have a job right now, exactly. Yeah, we're yeah, lucky yeah. if we can work hard and, and over overwork. And, and, you know, so yeah, so the idea that, yeah, Jacob Marley, you know, spent too much time at the office and didn't have a personal life. is like, well, uh, th- those are the chains you forged in life. And that, it just, it, it, there's no stakes here at all. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. like, like this all basically hinges upon, are she and Wes Brown going to get back together? Not, are you going to ruin the lives of everyone around you? And then spend the spend eternity in torment you know like it's a slight yeah. different uh, weight there she also so she films this a uh, commercial for in the past mm-hmm. for this cookie company Ms. that she's Marjorie. trying to help it yeah that she's trying to help out and uh, and i thought it was interesting it was because this is now the second movie that jesse schramm has filmed a cookie oh, commercial right. I for. about that. <laughs> that she's a director of a cookie commercial <laughs> with the birthday wish, which is one of my favorites. I yeah. love that. And that other one, they at least bothered to show her the future, which they couldn't do here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That in that one, if people haven't seen it, she, she gets this, I think it's very smart. She gets this quick little glimpse of her future of what it could be like with Luke McFarlane and a monkey hat. Yes. And, uh, and uh, that one I think is is really good. Not to be confused with Shoe Addicts Christmas, which is another movie in which somebody gets a glimpse at their future life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one is is also all about a workaholic who is taught to that to not work so hard. Exactly. That, yeah, like that, get, that, get your paying job to go <laughs> pursue the arts. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, become a photographer. That 
<laughs> Hallmark loves photographers. Oh, do they <laughs> ever? Favorite. And they're never favorite. good. They're never good. You know, it's no, like maybe never. spend a little bit of that budget on hiring someone to take some good pictures, so that we'll think, yeah. that, yes, you should leave your job to become a photographer, and not, oh no, don't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and so we they find out that they have to change the order of the show mm. and this is a live show being put on christmas day well it's, right? li- it's live to tape is what they say so like they they shoot it uh, uh, as a live thing but then it, it airs later on the holiday uh oh on later that day but it is being filmed on isn't it being filmed on christmas you it, maybe i got very lost on what, <laughs> what the timeline of this film was but they do they make it a point to, to talk in the early in the film about how it's live to tape yeah and so she's going to have to tell uh tell belinda uh about uh the that alexis is take the younger singer is taking over her first spot yeah another this- another moment that makes zero sense in the terms of how like actual show business works because if you've got somebody who's like a big established star they are not gonna sit down for that one and they're certainly gonna have not just like their one handsome manager there to kind of go oh i guess that's what we got to do now like that <laughs> this is when the lawyers come out and like walkouts are threatened like it's it yeah is not just a, oh go go I guess that's what's gonna happen now well, yeah, I mean, and I guess I can understand the new hot star, you know, getting the getting uh, the, the first spot, placement, yeah. but so late in the game, probably unlikely. Also, if you have the hot star, you want to put them last because you want people to stay tuned to your two hour yeah, live good show. Point. Yeah. Well, they end up, uh, Sarah Evans and uh, Raylan end up meeting up in the uh in the festival Christmas festival yeah yeah and they sing and they sing and rock and little christmas mm. and that was fun they did have more music than i was expecting because sometimes like for instance dollywood you know had no dollies oh, that's singing. true yeah 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 <laughs> or you know mariah not singing in her own movie. yeah <laughs> yeah so i appreciated that i did think that wes and jesse had pretty good chemistry i i think that wes can have he he has pretty good chemistry with most of his well, look, partners he, I he, think. he fireman's carried kelly pickler through two movies so yep. clearly he can do anything <laughs> um yeah they're fine they 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 read as a couple like you you buy them together and they seem they seem well matched um yeah yeah i just didn't it would have been kind of i mean i i jesse shrimp's a lot better actress than kelly pickler of course but you would have been kind (laughs) it would have been kind of fun if she had been able to be in in this in some way i feel like maybe it would have made some sense but frankly if they never cast her again i'm perfectly okay with that i you know bless bless her heart as we say it's the one the she would have fit in at least well, yeah i mean you know yeah. it would it would have I, I would buy her as a, a a country music tv producer more than i would buy her as a chicago investment banker i'll, I'll yeah. say that much. yeah well i mean that's another movie that as far as music they where they sing silent night literally nine times <laughs> yes 
<laughs> the one song, like you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of Christmas music in the public domain. I don't know why it's always Silent Night with these, but yeah, at least nobody dances to Silent Night <laughs> in this movie. It just it always drives me crazy. Yeah, and so Jesse Schramm ends up getting the job at the end, mm-hmm. and uh, she uh, she's she's able to commute. And do the do the awards uh, yeah, that, uh, show. That, that, that's thing. It's like, okay, we're going to give you the job to produce this one award show, and that's going to require you to move to Los Angeles. <laughs> no, no, that's not Probably how not. that works either. Not. It's not a big deal. They're going to let you stay in Nashville. That's a thing you can do. There's airplanes. And oh. Those are a thing. There's you um, know, the yeah. internet, which Hallmark to this day continues to be eluded by. Right. Uh, and so then they, I, I would think that it, they would have made a bigger deal of the fact that here she's having, through her business, she's having to kind of betray Belinda and she's so mad and huffy at Gavin for betraying her, you know, that mm, uh, true. That, that, that would be sort of more of a, uh, a mirror moment. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. It's interesting. So they end up, uh, he, she shows him the video from when he was a little kid right. saying that, that her, his best friend is Vivian. And, and he remembers this clearly, like to the point where he says, I thought you said we were out of tape. I'm like, Okay, uh, who <laughs> remembers this stuff from when you're 10 years old, except in a Hallmark movie where, you know, you pretty much, it, the, the Hallmark universe exists not too far away from the Twilight universe in terms of like childhood imprinting. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you, if you liked a boy when you were eight, dad gummit, you're going to be engaged to him by the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we do one to five in our of course they end up together at the mm. end it's very exciting so we do one to five crowns yeah. on our scale so what would you give this film uh, uh, i think like a two i i i i'm and, and that's purely for winona uh, i think just so much of this movie is it just feels poorly thought out and just just the the, the elephant in the room is why is this a christmas carol you know if you're not going to give me yeah. a scrooge don't do a christmas carol and so yeah that's i i, I i'm not down for this yeah i'm gonna give it a 3.25 i i i like i had fun with it i had fun watching it but yeah i agree i think it's a missed opportunity i i really like jesse and west are two of my favorites mm-hmm. uh from hallmark so i think that went a long way and i liked all of the country music stars that was fun but yeah i i think well, don't be so afraid to make your characters unlikable i mean it's okay yeah, they take, can have a growth they can have an arc take us on a journey you know yeah. uh, uh, these movies love to reference it's a wonderful life but they're so terrified of doing anything like what it's a wonderful life does in terms of where it takes the audience uh, it, 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 it's like, yeah, l- let them be bad. And then when they become, when it, when it goes, when they're good, it means something, you know? Yeah. Next up we have Feliz Navidad. This is on the Lifetime channel. 
and this stars Mario Lopez and Annalyn McCord. And it is about David Morales, an Arizona high school principal and single dad, has lost the holiday spirit after also losing his wife a few years ago during the Christmas season. Now David will do anything to avoid Christmas, so he moonlights as a delivery driver during the holidays. But this year, David's 14-year-old daughter, Noelle, and his live-in sister, Marissa, are determined to bring the Yuletide spirit back to the family. And with a little luck, also help David find love again via online dating. So when Sophie, a witty musician and customer on David's delivery route, swipes right on him, something magical happens between them. And what did, what did you overall think about this film? Well, I'll tell you, I am a sucker for handbells, so I did enjoy that aspect <laughs> of it. Um, and I like Annalyn McCord in these. Like, you know, she did one Hallmark movie and then sort of never came back. And it's weird because, you know, uh, I, I actually did watch the, the 90210 reboot. And so I would have thought that either she or Sinead Grimes would have been like the new queen of Hallmark. I would not have expected Jessica Lowndes to come from, from behind and, and really, like, take that spot. Uh, this movie overall is, you know, I, I, I like her a lot. Um, I, I found it a little contrived, mainly because like Mario Lopez has entered that stage in his career where he can't stop presenting, you know, like he's, he's now, he's the Access Hollywood guy. He's the guy who keeps popping up on your uh, hotel television every time you turn it on. And so uh, I think sometimes that bleeds into the performance where it felt like to me he was, he was less playing a character than he was hosting a talk show. Yeah, there, some of the acting was not the best in this. And, uh, there, but there were things in the script that I really liked. Uh, I liked the fact that he makes a totally relatable mistake mm. with forgetting to get the gloves. Right. And he, I mean, what parent can't relate, what person <laughs> can't relate to being like, I totally screwed up. I'm ah, so sorry. True. We you don't, know? we don't get that moment very often in these movies. Yeah. Like allowing your, speaking of allowing your characters to be flawed. That was such like, uh, most of the time it's just you're sort of a generic bad man of business or you right. are you know you're just overworking or things but this was like such a relatable screw up i felt like yeah no that yeah that part definitely works and and you know uh there are some fun supporting characters i thought the uh i thought annalyn mccord's dad was sort of eccentric and interesting i liked mm-hmm. i liked the the ice cream guy who was all moved to hear uh, the daughter and Annalyn McCord have a conversation about the dead mom, um, which is, I think, one of the few parts of the movie where the dead mom subplot really kind of rang true. I think, I've, again, two turtle doves, I've been spoiled now. I want these movies, if they're going to go there, yeah. to treat it realistically. And so there's this whole thing where we find out he doesn't really have to do the, the, the UPS job, that he's really just doing it because he can't wrap his head around being around for Christmas and dealing with the Christmas stuff because it reminds him too much of her. And I think in a better movie, they would have sold that more. But this one just, it was very like, well, for one thing, you're, you're very clearly telling me and not showing me. And also because Mario Lopez doesn't ever go to a grief place because he's too busy, you know, like getting us ready for the next guest, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's true. But I, I, I felt like there were, their relationship was was pretty well done as far as father and daughter and that was really the more the emphasis on the movie i thought was was on father daughter versus father 
uh, you girlfriend. Know, and girlfriend. I mean, <laughs> that it was that was more the emphasis, what I appreciated. And I also appreciated that this film really had dating in it. Like mm. a lot of these movies, it might surprise people to know that they're not really about dating. They're about most of the time either with somebody that you work with, right? Uh, or we somebody that you knew. Yeah. yeah, somebody that you knew from high school. So you're not really like dating and this was kind of fun to see him go on all these different dates i mean it, it's it's a it's a uh it takes a it's a little uh, it's a little unbelievable the idea that oh yeah mario lopez is gonna have a hard time finding <laughs> dates but exactly. nevertheless if you accept that 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 he goes on all these dates and i did think it was really funny the date where, where his partner's like uh, here's my therapist card. That is, that's <laughs> maybe my favorite scene because usually in a movie like this, when when somebody's going on a bunch of dates, it's it's this sort of cavalcade of stereotype goofballs, like the one that director Melissa Joan Hart plays in her cameo here. Uh-huh. But yeah, that last date, it's like, oh no, no, there's nothing wrong with her. You're the one who's messed up, and so the idea that she's like. I'm going to leave now. Here's my therapist number. I'll check, please. I, I, I you know, that, that yeah. was a nice touch. I like that it a lot. Was, and it I, was and funny. I, I think the dating stratagem, again, that's a clever way to deal with the whole, like, not having crowd scenes. We're in a pandemic thing because that's a lot of one-on-one scenes. And so it's easier to get those people, you know, uh, quarantined or whatever. Uh, but in definitely in, in the big like performance at the end, that to me felt like there's a lot of empty seats in this auditorium. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the, uh, the acapella thing in the, the, in this, in the movie? Uh, well, you know, I, I like the idea of it. I, you know, I like the, the pitch perfect, uh, at least, the first pitch perfect. Um, yeah. uh, I, I wish the rivals weren't so obviously like auto tuned and, you know, like if, if they'd had one of them beatboxing instead of this like rhythm track that comes from nowhere, like that would have maybe landed it more. Uh, but I did think like their big song where they, they, they were doing Feliz Navidad and they go from the handbells into the vocals. That was actually like, if you're going to make me wait a whole movie for like, this is our big showstopper that we're going to win regionals or whatever. Like that actually kind of felt like it merited the hype. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I'm such a sucker for handbells of the holidays like that. If I, you, you put me in I front of a handbell. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there, there, there's, sadly, one of the things I'm not doing this year is we we, have, we make an annual trek down to South Coast Plaza, which is this huge mall in Orange County. Like, it's the kind of mall that has, like, an adjunct second mall that you have to walk a bridge to get to. And they have a Christmas tree that is literally decorated with other Christmas trees. Um, anyway, if there's a handbill choir, I'm, like, I'm not moving until they're done. I, that is so my thing. So I thought well, that... That was a neat thing we don't see a lot in these movies. If you if 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 you ever come out to Sundance, if they ever have Sundance Normal again, mm-hmm. uh, I'll take you to the uh, t- the bell choir here. Okay. The, the, yeah, the Tabernacle Choir has a has a whole bell choir. All right, it's on. Part of yeah, <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I loved the first Pitch Perfect movie. It was I, one of my favorite comedies uh, I've ever seen. I the the second. And the third, especially, I yeah. hated diminishing so much. returns. <laughs> the third one, I oh, um, but and I do love acapella. That was a big thing in my at BYU, my college. That's mm. very popular. So ah. it was it was, uh, it was it was fun. And I agree. They they <laughs> they could have. There's a joke here about the, there's a joke here about the Mormon poofs, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> 
okay. I I uh, I was thinking, did they, like Pentatonix? Did they co-produce this thing? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. happening here? Because they seemed so much like them. Very pretty. Uh, and I think it would have been better if it just seemed like a normal high school choir. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, like, like you could be a really good high school choir and be intimidating to these yeah. folks who are being coached by literal by a literal coach, you know. Uh, but yeah, so that that was. But you know, again, I, I, if, if I recall correctly, this one was made pretty early in the post first. No, I don't. Uh, Epidemiologists yeah, argue whether there's been a post first wave. Anyway, this was made like in the summer, like when when nobody was doing anything and suddenly like, no, no, we're doing this one, you know? And so I guess they, 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 they had to make the best out of what they could get their hands on. So this is the second one that lifetime has done this season with, I guess you might say Latinx kind of Mm -hmm. feeling to it. I don't know. Um, with Christmas Yule blog, the yeah. big thing seems to be, well, let's make tamales <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, instead of cookies. It's Yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the, the specificity. Some of it felt a little, you know, wedged in, like, let's talk about pozole and, you know, uh, luminarias. Um, and as a, you know, my, my parents were born in Spain and not Mexico, but definitely as, you know, I grew up in a bilingual household. I don't think the actors always kind of nail the way that people transition back and forth from English to Spanish in the course of a sentence. And so like, there are certain words that yes, you are going to like really pronounce in the, in, in that Spanish way, even if you're speaking English. But if I'm speaking a sentence in English and the last word is pinata, I'm going to say pinata and not piñata, but that's just me. I, I, you know, other people may take it their own way, but when I'm watching these, I, I feel very consciously that, okay, this is, they're really selling this whole like, uh, what was the first Hallmark movie this year? Uh, oh, uh, Jingle Bell Bride, where it was like, yeah, you know, they like they were really like letting us know immediately, like Spanish, 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 you know. Oh uh, um, yeah, but better that than invisibilities for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, if if people want a great example of what you're saying as far as the mixing of the English and the Spanish, uh, this is this is a feature film, but uh, it, uh, there's a movie Everybody Loves Somebody from a couple of years. I don't know if you ever saw that, but it's a, um, it's a really good rom-com uh, that, uh, that is, it makes so much sense because when she's with her family, she's speaking Spanish. Right. But when she's with the boyfriend, she's speaking and it's, it has a fake fiance and some other stuff involved. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really fun. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, but she's speaking English at work and with her, with the boyfriend and other things. And she, and she moves in between, speaking spanish and speaking uh english they, which they do it really you almost good. never see yeah well they do it really well on uh on the the new netflix one day at a time which i guess is now the pop oh, tv yeah. one day at a time like they very smoothly do that thing of the way that bilingual people talk to each other and you know like you lean into the spanish with you know with the grandmother but you lean into the english with the kids but you're still going to throw in this word or that word that you either can't translate or it sounds better in the other language or whatever, but it, it, it's hard to do it and make it sound organic. And I, it wasn't always organic in this movie, but again, I appreciate the effort and I'm glad that they're trying to reach out. I'm so glad that Lifetime's giving us an Asian American film this year because, yeah. you know, again, I, you know, I feel like me and, and, and the bubbly session, a couple of other people are, it's, it's our, our ongoing crusade of making Cardi Wong a romantic lead. You know, yes. So. They, they had a trailer a promo for that and for the Christmas setup. Uh-huh. Uh, it, 
during Feliz Navidad. I was just like, yay! <laughs> so excited. Uh, so overall, I enjoyed this. It was cute. It's It has its flaws, but it was fun for me. Uh, so I would give this one Feliz Navidad. I'd give it a 3.75. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll say like a 2.8. Uh, I think there there is some fun stuff. Uh, I wish that the... I wish they the, the, they had they had given us a more uh, compelling male lead, but uh, I do like a lot of the ambience, love the handbells, and uh, and, and I, I liked uh, you know there's some ideas here. It was it was better than than I, I feared it might be. Yeah, well, let us know if you're listening what you think of these films. We'd really love to hear in the comment section or on Twitter. That would be great. And Alonzo, how can people find you and and all of your podcasts and all of your content? Ah, well, let's see. Uh, the probably the easiest thing is to follow me on Twitter at a Duralde, a d u r a l d e. I post links to other stuff, but uh, my other shows are also on Twitter at linoleumcast at bfastallday. Uh, at Who Shot Your Pod and at Film and Movie Pod. Um, and then you can you read my stuff at therap.com, T H E W R A P. Uh, and my book, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, is uh, available on Amazon as a, as a tangible book or a Kindle and at other places where you get books. Great. And we'll have all that information in the description so you can all check it out. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast all over social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. It helps us so much. And leave them for Alonso's podcast too. Thanks. And support <laughs> Rachel's Patreon. Yes, please. We, uh, we have a really awesome uh watch along coming up with uh, we're going to watch a heavenly christmas with author screenwriter greg mcbride cool. and he is hilarious and the best and so that's going to be really well that's a hallmark hall of fame so that'll be really really fun and so check that out and we also have our merch store which has tons of fun festive designs so please take a look at that and uh thanks so much alonzo really appreciate it. it's always so great to talk with you and hope you thanks have a very me. very merry christmas same to you merry christmas everybody <laughs> merry christmas